and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Broncos country, let's ride. And Eric Fry. Yeah, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 Thursday edition of the uh, starting lineup. Happy opening kickoff day. NFL football is finally back tonight as we've been talking about it all week long as we ramped up our NFL coverage for tonight's kickoff. You bet we'll be talking about that and Talking about week one of the NFL schedule coming up along the way. Also, it is time to take a look at some local sports as well from yesterday and take a look at the schedule for today. We'll also be looking in on the high school polls as those were released yesterday. So we'll see where our local teams stack up in the state of Illinois there. And we'll hit up on some Major League Baseball as well. We'll try to squeeze that in. And we'll also, of course, finish off our NFL preview as we have been picking the divisions. We just did the NFC and AFC North yesterday. And we will be getting to the playoffs, Super Bowl picks later on, as well as our award winners as well. Got to throw those in there as well so make sure you stick around uh, to uh, for uh, that and also coming up in the uh, podcast uh, whatever we don't get to in the treasure show we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion and we'll also uh, get to uh, uh, the uh, uh, two area coaches as well coming up in the uh, podcast as well we got coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates and a uh, coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts as they talk about uh, their games last week as well as previewing uh, the uh, matchup this week and of course high school football will be on a tomorrow's show we'll mm-hmm. be uh, diving deep into the week three slate of games and of course we gotta get uh, pick them uh, tomorrow as well for week number three. And, of course, we got to talk about Illini football tomorrow and college football tomorrow because Illini have a Friday night game. Yeah. Eric's favorite. Ugh, thanks for the annoyance, Illini. <laughs> Who's going to play Friday win? 
Right, and hopefully uh, they will do uh, just that. But we'll talk about more of the uh, Illini tomorrow. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. And we uh, thank you for joining us. And, of course, you can uh, download the podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast as well. iTunes, Spotify, and look us up on the website, fmradio.com as well. And, of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meets. Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Tatopolis State Bank. All right, so we got a lot to get to here today on this Thursday, Throwback Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, whatever you're celebrating today, and NFL kickoff day as well. We're here to celebrate with you, and let's go, and let's kick it off, and let's get it started with First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. And we're starting off with uh, football, of course. What else would we begin the show with today on NFL kickoff day as it is uh, finally arrived, the long offseason, months and months of hype and talk. You know me. I don't like the Super Bowl hype with uh, two weeks to go and then the 24-hour coverage of uh, pregame hype. Mm-hmm. So six months of hype for an NFL season is a lot, and it's finally here. Detroit and Kansas City kicking off tonight. I have a very important question, a philosophical question I have to ask you, Travis. Uh-huh. What are you what do you as a sports fan get more excited for? Opening day for baseball or the first day of the NFL? Yeah, that is a good question. You know, I know that the baseball the there's more yeah. I'm excited for both, but uh you know, baseball is I'm not excited quite as excited for NFL season in the sense of it's only one game tonight. I won't, I'll be more excited on Sunday. That was the point I was going to make. Yeah. I get why they do the Thursday night kickoff game, but don't tease me. <laughs> don't be a tease, NFL. Week one, everyone should play Sunday. Yeah, I if guess. And this one is also, Monday day, that's fine. One Monday game, that's fine. This is also, you know, uh, everyone loves thir- everyone loves Thursday night football now. So we have to have a game every single week. <laughs> And so you know how much I love that. And uh, after tonight, don't worry, it's going to be on NBC uh, tonight. But after tonight, it's going to go behind the paywall once again. So you know, have no fear of seeing that. I mean, I guess it's just a good spotlight of you know the NFL stage. They're all alone tonight. Nothing else going on, and uh, it's a spotlight of the Super Bowl champions to kind of open up the season and raise the banner and yep, um, be at home for the first time for the season under the lights. The the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champs and a team that a lot of people are high on. Right, yeah. It, it'd be one thing Especially if, today. It would be one thing if the Chiefs were playing, no offense, like the Colts or the yeah. Texans. Right. But they got a team that people are kind of a little bit excited about. Mm, yeah, definitely how they – I think that helps. It does help with uh, the hype for tonight's game for sure. Of course, we've been uh, talking about all week long about uh, these two teams and these two uh, division. Uh, there, the Lions, they barely missed out on the uh, playoffs. 
last year, and everyone kind of fell in love with them with uh, Dan Camel and Hard Knocks and uh, whatnot, and uh, they did really well, except eh, they didn't have a great start to the season, so we'll see how they uh, start the season off uh, tonight. Of course, everything is not peachy in the land of the uh, Super Bowl uh, champions, as uh, just uh, this week, uh, Travis Kelsey, eh, well, I guess his ACL is intact according to the uh, team sources, but uh, ESPN Adam Schefter uh, tweeted out yesterday that he was going to be uh, listed as a questionable for tonight's game against the Lions. So uh, he's officially listed as questionable as of now. Of course, it'll be clear and clear when we get closer to kickoff tonight, but uh, questionable. So doesn't matter if Kelsey plays tonight. For week one. I mean, it's a weapon that you're taking away from Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, it matters. I'm sure for people like Travis and fantasy purposes, it matters. So I would assume you probably used a decent pick on a Travis Kelsey. Yeah, especially if you just did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if you're not like round. you with your, your franchise league, Dynasty, but you're, yeah. you know, you're doing it every year, drafting new rosters. Oh, yeah. There's definitely people out there that took Kelsey in the yeah. first round. Oh, yeah. So, so they might be sweating this week. I mean, in those instances, it's important. As far as the grand scheme of things, and do the Chiefs need him to win? And does it hurt or help the Chiefs' playoff chances? No. Yeah, it's just one game. It's just one game. And it's not a divisional opponent. So yep. you'll, you're all right if he just misses one game. So it's not a good thing to risk it, do, especially if you're worried about his long-term injury health. Do we know a whole lot about Travis Kelsey's personality? Is he a good personality? Uh, yeah, he is. He's a good personality. He's kind of wild. Then I would be, if I'm NBC, I'd be reaching out and saying, hey, do you want to uh, be our sideline reporter for tonight? I'm sure he would love that. Yeah, and I'm sure NBC would love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would They would sign let's, on. Let's make that happen. Yeah. The Kelsey cast. Hey, there you go. I mean, <laughs> it's an idea. What else is he doing tonight? Not yeah, playing. He probably isn't, isn't going to play, and then... Another player on the defensive side that is, is still holding out uh, as of now is uh, the yep. Chris Jones yep. for uh, the Chiefs as well. So is still wanting to get paid. Well, he says he wants a raise. He could potentially play, still play in the game because he says he's ready to go. It's just the, the contract dispute hasn't mm-hmm. been sorted out as of yet. So we'll see if he even uh, suits up. And he might even be more important. Uh, for yes. the team because of how important he is on the defense. I would love Travis if he plays and gets like the game-winning sack or the game-winning interception or something like that, and then he can go to the Chiefs and say, do you want to pay me now? Right. I won the game. You want to pay me? Yeah, and I think that it's an important game for that aspect. You know, if the Chiefs struggle on defense, mm-hmm. then that gives uh, uh, Jones the leverage and be like, all right, well, yeah. you need me. You need so, me. Here it is. Here's what I want. Yep. Take it or leave it. And if the Chiefs still somehow win and the defense is dominant, well, they can say, well, I guess we don't really need you quite that bad. We'd love to have you, but. Well, and here's the other reason why, you know, yes, if he plays and the defense looks dominant, it's all the reason to sign him. If he doesn't play and the defense looks weak, it's all the reason to sign him. But Travis, worst case scenario, he plays and gets injured. Yeah, he plays and gets injured, <laughs> tears an ACL. Yeah, that would definitely be the worst case. That scenario. would be his worst case scenario, mm-hmm. and that ha- you have to be thinking that. So that's why I'm intrigued to see if he's going to play or not tonight. Yeah, because I think that's that's one of the 
one of the things I'm looking forward to. Is he going to play and, and the ramifications of that? Yeah, I think it's more of a possibility that he plays versus uh, Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, they're currently right now the uh, line has moved a little bit on uh, some uh, sports books, but the one that I'm looking at right now still has the Chiefs as four and a half point favorites mm-hmm. uh, tonight there in Arrowhead. Obviously, one of the best, if not the best, environment in all of the NFL, all of football there at Arrowhead. Saw people already lining up, tailgating for this evening's kickoff at 7:20 when they're on NBC. But, you know, take a a quick peek at the uh, uh, Sunday slate for uh, games in the early window. You got the Panthers and uh, Falcons starting off in a divisional matchup. So is the Bengals and uh, Browns. We'll see if the Browns defense, we talked, I talked about them yesterday Mm -hmm. about how atrocious they were getting to the quarterback and they get pressure on an already uh, hampered Joe Burrow or is he going to be good to go? Still got a couple more days, but his contract might be worked out by them. The Colts open up the season against the Jaguars, uh, Bucks and Vikings scoring off in Minnesota, Titans and uh, Saints, 49ers, Steelers, Cardinals, Commanders, Texans, Ravens. Lamar Jackson is uh, back with that explosive offense there with Zay Flowers and Oda Beckham Jr. And uh, that's the early window for the noon games on Sunday. Ravens favored by 10. I know, yeah. Texans. Yeah, that's commanders the, by seven over the Cardinals. That's the biggest, one of the biggest uh, point spreads mm-hmm. of the of the day, uh, there in the early window at yep. least. Yep. So, um, and then in the uh, three of twenty five window, you know, you got the uh, Raiders and uh, Broncos, uh, Eagles, Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers, and you also got the uh, Seahawks and uh, Rams. And there was some news from Adam Schefter about the uh, Rams yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean McVay has ruled out Cooper Cup for yep. this game against uh, Seattle. And Adam Schefter also said that McVay would not rule out placing a Cooper Cup on the IR. Ooh. So, not good things uh, for my Rams no. to start and, off the season. And I saw Matthew Stafford defending his wife, too. Yeah, he was. Not the, too worried about his wife's take. Yeah, it was about her, what she said on the podcast mm-hmm. about not connecting yeah. with the younger teammates as well and i also heard dan orlovsky on first take this morning do a little uh hot take about uh stafford potentially if the season goes south quickly for the rams they could be traded oh he predicts that that stafford could be traded so Mm. Mm. never thought about that as a possibility but now that's in the back of my mind that's true start off the season and also the 325 a window it's uh, the rivalry between uh, the Packers and uh, Bears you don't have to see Aaron Rodgers in uh, this one as uh, the uh, Bears first pick of course traded away uh, but starting off the season with Green Bay uh, Bears favored by a point here yeah and I don't know how to feel Travis you know I'm high on the Bears, as are you, I know. I I am very high on them. But it's one of those things, and until you do it, I don't know if I can believe you. Yeah. This is a big step this week against Green Bay. It is, but, you know, Green Bay's not as scary with Jordan Love. I know, I know, I know. I'm so tired of hearing that. (laughs) But until they prove it to me, I cannot believe it. Yeah. And and it's one of those things that just history's not on the Bears' side. No. 
Nope, uh, it's time. It's not on their side right now, but it's time to take this rivalry back, and it's time to take the division back, too. It is. But first, let's take the rivalry back. But at the same time, I'm questioning a lot. I heard Greeny before we got on here. He picked the Packers to win the division. <laughs> I I don't see how anyone could say that. I mean, I if you don't want to believe in the Lions, that's one thing, but – Taking the Packers is just that's absurd. Travis, do you know who has the longest odds to win the division in the NF in the in the NFC North? Uh the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, it means it's good entertainment. Well, that is true, but it makes me go, are other people seeing things I'm not seeing? Yeah, they just kind of look at what last season was and how bad they were, so I I guess. I just until they show me that they can do it, I'm not 100% believing. I mean, the Packers are uh, plus 350 to take the division. Mm-hmm. Vikings plus 260 of the Lions. The favorites are plus 145. So everyone's kind of in that plus category. Some Bears divisions. plus 400. Yeah. It's okay. On, my, okay. on that sports book, plus 430. Oh, there you go. Even longer odds. So, uh, but uh, we'll see. And all the questions, I mean, they won't be completely answered if uh, Jordan Love is going to be pick up right where the Packers uh, left off Mm -hmm. with this rivalry, still owning the Bears. We won't know until uh, Sunday afternoon there at that 325 window. And then the uh, Sunday night game, of course, it seems like every year it's this opener. It's the Cowboys and Giants on NBC. So, uh, finally, I can start to see some more tape on the Cowboys rather than Dak Prescott throwing interceptions. There you go. I think I saw it again this morning. So that way you can see him throwing an interception to the Giants this year? Nah. Nah, he's going to cut down on those interceptions. I, I hope so. I don't know if it's going to so. be quite what he said, under 10 or whatever Dak said, but uh, it's it's not going to be as much. He's going to take care of the football. At least I, I hope so. And then, uh, of course, on everybody's uh, radar is the Monday night game. Uh, it's the Bills and the Jets, of course, the Jets with the Aaron Rodgers era. And, Travis, I like, and I may be in the minority here, but I like Sunday night, Monday night, week one, September 10th and 11th, both games being in New York. Yeah, I guess I never I really. Like, I like that. I think that's a thing that should continue Every season. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I never really. If you're not going to have the Jets versus the Giants, having them both at home, I think it's a good call. Yeah, I mean, I guess I never realized that, but um, they are going to do a game in the regular season as well. I know they do the preseason matchup of the Jets right. and Giants, but they will have a regular season uh, matchup. Don't see that too often mm-hmm. uh, there. And I kind of like that the uh, first Monday night game, there's not a double header. Yes. But if I'm not mistaken, I was just looking it up here of weeks two and three. We have a doubleheader on Monday Night Football. I don't like it. Hmm. Very odd. I don't like it. Odd. I remember when Monday Night – back in my day, there was one Monday Night game, and that was the game of the week. Yeah. And it was – Yeah, we've kind of talked about that before, yeah. about um, Monday Night Football not being as special as it was yep. with all the primetime games and whatnot. And the Thursday games have taken away from that. Yep. And the Sunday Night games. Yeah. Every Every other – night game yeah the fact that once we get later in the season travis we're gonna have saturday night games mm. once college football ends yep that's right it 
I get it from a business point of view. That doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, so that's what it is, and uh, it all gets started. The festivities uh, get started this evening between uh, the Lions and uh, the uh, Chiefs kickoff tonight. Raise the banner, put up the banner, whatever they do in uh, football. Can't really raise the banner into the rafters like they do NBA or mm-hmm. anything like that, or uh, raise a flag, I guess, like you would do in baseball. But right. it all gets started. Tonight, Chiefs Kingdom will be the uh, spotlight tonight. We'll see if the Lions can pull off the upset this evening. So it should be a good one, and we'll be uh, back tomorrow to talk about it. But right now, we got to step away, and we got to hit up on uh, some uh, local sports as we take a look at some baseball that happened uh, yesterday, some volleyball, some golf, and we'll take a look at the uh, schedule for uh, today coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Eyes waiting. Started to When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. JR Collision, five stores strong. From St. Louis, Effingham, Shelbyville, Greenville, and Teotopolis, we want to say thank you for letting us be a part of your communities. We would like to invite everyone to stop by our shops so we can show you around. Let us answer any questions you have about any of the repair procedures, scans, or calibrations that may be required to get your vehicle back to the safe vehicle you purchased. Whether you are a customer already or just curious, please stop by any of our JR locations. JR Collision Centers, 877 525 5722. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back totally changed my life. It's amazing. I don't have any cravings. You want to quit, but have found it impossible. This is the thing for you. I have absolutely no cravings. It's the darndest thing I have ever seen in my life. It's not for entertainment. It's for results. Do it. It works. Period. You've tried everything else. You need to come and try this. Early bird special, only $49.99 guaranteed. Because don't just cut down, but stop smoking. In addition, lose all the weight 100% guaranteed with Mark Patrick Seminars. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings and lose the weight. That's right, Seminar Sunday, September 30th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m. and the Stop Smoking Seminar at 2 p.m. Registration is 30 minutes before the seminar. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Ewinger's Furniture Company, we know how important a good night's sleep is and how hard it is to get sometimes. You've tried a hard bed, soft beds, and maybe even those crazy ones that come in a box. Still, you aren't sleeping well. So come out to Eubinger's and let us show you what a luxurious, restful night's sleep can be. Our staff is knowledgeable and can help you figure out just what kind of bed you need. Don't wait a night. Come to Eubinger's Furniture Company's mattress sale, where the deal's worth the drive. Highway 50 East, Flora. AutoZone. AutoZone is more than a parts store. It's where we help you solve problems like, sorry I'm late, my battery died. And, I need a jump again. At America's number one battery destination, you can find the right battery at the right price with options starting at only $89.99. 
and we offer free battery testing and charging whenever you need it. Get the parts and help you need to get the job done right at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. With a few simple clicks, NordVPN will block online trackers, secure your devices from malware-infected downloads, and block access to malicious websites. With NordVPN, enjoy internet without trackers, without malicious websites, without malware-ridden files. Be more cyber zen. Take advantage of our special offer now at nordvpn.com. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Starting off with the stacked pickle. The stacked pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. Have, and I can't. I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it. Yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope. You'll never find out no, about we'll it. You'll never know. On ninety-eight-nine, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, Stardom lineup here on a 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Just talked about the uh, opening kickoff of the uh, NFL and coming up in the uh, podcast, we'll finish our preview, taking a look at our playoffs and uh, Super Bowl picks as well. So make sure you download the podcast for that. Let's take a look at some local sports that happened yesterday. Light is schedule, but in high school baseball, it was North Clay. They took down a Chrysler Rock Lutheran, and they won 8-2-4. Did the Cardinals in junior high softball, Jasper County, they defeated FEM 14-5. South Central over Centralia 13-2-0. Cumberland over North Clay, Clay City 12-4. And St. Elmo over CHBC 5-4. And in junior high baseball, it was Dietrich over Sigal St. Michael 13 to 1 in CHBC over North Clay Clay City at 10 to 2 5 as the junior high season starting to close as getting closer and closer to 
postseason play for that. I've seen some uh, people talking about eighth grade a day and all that. So uh, we'll uh, be looking out for the postseason coming up here shortly. Yes. In a volleyball last night, uh, the uh, Lincoln Prairie had one matchup. It was Urbana University High School over Blue Ridge in two sets, 25-13, 25-17. Little Illini was Paris over South Vermillion in three sets. South Vermillion won 25-19 in the first match, and then Paris sweeps the other two matchups. It was 25-21, 25-19. In boys' golf yesterday, it was Newton over Lawrenceville in Oblong as Newton had a low score of 166 to uh, take that one. And uh, the uh, uh, Invitational at the U of I course, it was uh, a couple of area teams uh, that participated here, and it was Muhammad who uh, took home first place as a, a team uh, there. And they had a score of 303, and they won the tiebreaker over St. Anthony, who also uh, finished with a score of 303 as a team. But uh, the tiebreaker was the fifth sco- scorer on the team. It's how they broke that tie there. And Muhammad got the edge uh, there. So uh, it was also uh, Charleston uh, finishing in sixth with a 334. And Mount Zion, they finished in ninth uh, there. Uh, top individual uh, for uh, area purposes, Muhammad. Uh, finished in a second, Reese Claybook. He had a, a score of 72 for St. Anthony. Preston Phillips was third with a, a 73. And a Joey Chaprino, he had a, a 75 to finish sixth for St. Anthony. And Charlie uh, Wegman, he also finished in the top 10 with a, a 77 there for St. Anthony as well. It was Staunton getting the win over uh, Litchfield, Vandalia, and Chrysler Rock in a uh, Four-team match there. Staunton had a low score of 161. In girls golf, the only a Tiger Invitational there, and it was Mount Carmel taking home a first place in uh, this one with a ton of area teams and participation here. St. Anthony girls, they finished in a third place with a 181 uh, there. FEM, they finished in a fourth place as a team. Charleston was a fifth, and only was 249 in seventh. Also had a few players from Mattoon, Paris, North Clay, and Robinson uh, participate there. Uh, top individuals were a couple from uh, Mount Carmel, uh, Maria Kennard uh, and uh, Miley Kennard as well. They both shot 37s to uh, finish with 1-2 there. Uh, Addie Kraus, she had a 40 to finish in fourth place as the top individual there from around the area from St. Anthony. In a soccer, FEM continues their winning ways as they shut out Mount Vernon a 6-2 a nil. Uh, Michael Stefton with a, another couple of goals here and a couple of assists as well. So FEM still undefeated here in the early going Very of the season. season so far, yeah, yeah. Great start uh, there by the Hearts. And it was Mount Zion over Decatur Eisenhower, 8-1. to And Argenta defeated Taylorville, 7-2-0 as well. And uh, that was the uh, local sports uh, from uh, yesterday. We got some uh, local action uh, today in a baseball a stack schedule here. Altamont travels to Mulberry Grove. Nieva hosts St. Anthony and wins his two straws at the Topless. Uh, Weber at North Clay. Chrysler Rock at Brownstown and CHPC at Ramsey. In volleyball, we got Altamont and Windsor's Stu Straws, Robinson hosting St. Anthony, Sandoval against CHPC, Martinsville at Nioga, Taylorville at Charleston and Mount Zion at Muhammad, Lincoln Prairie at Cumberland and Oak Valley, Villa Grove at uh, Tri-County, 
Arcola at Decatur LSA, Argenta at Arthur, Heritage at Cerro Gordo, Little Line, Edwards County at Newton, Olney host in Lawrenceville, Casey at Paris, Mount Carmel at Marshall uh, there. And in the South Central, you got Hillsboro at Vandalia. In a boys golf today, you got a, a four-team match in Charleston between Topless, FEM, and Muhammad. Obviously, Charleston. Uh, Newton is at Robinson uh, today. In a girls golf, you got St. Anthony hosting Tuscola, Paris, and Charleston. And they're at Topless. And Mount Zion is at Decatur MacArthur. And also got some co-ed golf, Windsor Sioux Straws, Chrysler Rock at Altamont. Tri-County, Marshall, they're at Casey, Shelbyville, Okaw Valley, Sullivan, and they're at Macon, Meridian, there in North Clay, Robinson. In a soccer, you got Altamont hosting uh, Trenton Wesleyan. FEM is at uh, Mount Zion. Tabla's at uh, Mattoon. Charleston is at Muhammad Seymour. There, Newton is at Robinson. Vandalia at Staunton. Carlinville at Greenville. In cross country, you got St. Anthony hosting FEM. Yeah, Altamont, Dietrich, Topolis, North Clay. CHBC and KZ all at Newton. Pena is at Taylorville in cross country and in tennis. Topless hosting FEM. Paris at Charleston. Mohammed Seymour at Bishop McNamara. Taylorville at Bunker Hill. Newton at KZ. Shelbyville at Mount Zion and Vandalia at Hillsboro today as well. So uh, go uh, check out the entire schedule on the website, FEMradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab there. That's where you can find all of that. And that's where you can find all the results as well in the morning as well. So check it out over there on the website. All right, so we move along here, and we'll stick in with local sports, and we're talking about high school football as we take a look at where our high school football teams stack up in the state of Illinois in the Associated, Poll, Associated Press latest polls on the way here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all out of family homes. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. 
all online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the week six win over the Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the uh, Sports know, Center read. What they, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Texans? and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. St. Louis City SC are spending the week preparing for their match against the LA Galaxy on Sunday. St. Louis tried to bounce back from a 2-1 loss against Sporting KC last Saturday. City remains in first place in the Western Conference. 15 wins, 2 draws, and 10 losses for 47 points. Just one player missed yesterday's Bears practice due to injury. The initial injury report from Week 1 showed that linebacker Dylan Cole wasn't able to practice because of a hamstring injury. Additionally, defensive lineman Demarcus Walker, defensive backs Jacon Brisker, and Eddie Jackson were all limited participants yesterday. Bears, as we talked about, kick off the 2023 season against the Packers on Sunday. The Colts welcomed a key player back to practice on Wednesday after being sidelined by a broken arm suffered early on in training camp. Running back Zach Moss was back on the field in a limited role. Indianapolis acquired Moss from the Buffalo Bills last year in a midseason trade. He rushed for 365 yards and a touchdown in eight games for the Colts in 2022. Linebacker Shaquille Leonard had been in concussion protocol but was listed as a full participant in practice. The Colts host the Jags on Sunday to open the season. The 49ers are making Nick Bosa the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. He reports a five-year, $170 million deal was reached just days before the Niners start the regular season this Sunday in Pittsburgh. The sign means the star defensive end will be eligible to play in this week's game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit today. Yeah, everything's all right in San Francisco. It's all good. Everything gets worked out. It's all good. So, not worried. Was not worried at all. No. With Bosa not being able to play there. Now, if the Chiefs could just lock down their guy, yeah, uh, there that would. And there's still the Jonathan Taylor issue. Well, yeah, I don't think that's ever. ever oh, it's going to get, get resolved. It's just going to be not with the Colts. Yeah, I guess that's true. So we await that, but. No more time to uh, wait here because you know what time it is. Time, time for, for the polls. 
week number three of the high school football polls. We'll see where our area teams uh, stack up. And, of course, we start off in uh, 5A because that's where we see Muhammad getting some votes. But uh, Julia Catholic, they're still at number one overall there. And really only one solid movement. Uh, Bennett, they move up from 9 to 4 uh, there. Nazareth LaGrange Park dropped all the way. Uh, down to a ninth as they were tied for third. And I know that Eric has a problem with this because uh, they're 0-2 and they're still in the polls. Yeah, they should be completely out of there. <laughs> I figured. Uh, Unless they lost to like two 8A schools. I know they lost to one team that was quite a bit bigger okay. uh, than uh, they did uh, there. And I thought I had it pulled up. I do have it pulled up there. Uh, they have lost to a Kankakee. And uh, they just lost to uh, Elmhurst York, who has over 2,000 students, and the Nazareth Academy only has 1,100 students. Okay. So quite a bit bigger. Quite a bit bigger. And those two teams are both 2-0. and uh, okay. There, so uh, that's that. And uh, Muhammad Seymour, they're receiving 11 votes after beating Highland, who also uh, picked up a couple of votes as well. They're in a 5A. In a 4A, Rochester, they are still at the top of there. They stay put from last week, and they got six first-place votes. And I also wanted to say that I saw that they took in the Illini game on a Saturday as well. I saw them, uh, their bus rolling in, and they sat not too far away from uh, where I was uh, there. So, Also, I saw the Browns were there. Yeah, Sydney and Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were both there. And yep. I forgot to mention that, but they uh, didn't turn down one autograph. That's e- awesome. Even during the game. That's awesome. There were kids wanting pictures or autographs. They never turned one down. That's great. Yeah, awesome that they came back. Probably the only re- only time they would be able to come back this yeah, season. So it was right. great that they did that. Yeah, and it just exactly. worked out well. Yeah, it was awesome that they were down-to-earth people uh, there, too. Uh, I see Catholic. They're still number two there. They're receiving uh, five votes more. Still number three uh, there. And then our first local team in the 4A polls is at number six. Mount Zion jumps up a couple of spots as they're receiving 48 points there. So uh, the Mount Zion getting in at number six there in 4A. Uh, let's see, uh, Murfreesboro, uh, they moved up a spot to a ninth, uh, there, and they don't have anyone that received votes from around here in class three, a Byron, they are number one Thank again, goodness. raised up 10 first place votes. I mean, when you're outscoring opponents, 140 or 120, whatever it is to six. Yeah. I think you should be number one. <laughs> yep, and they uh, jump up there. Williamsville also jumped up a couple of spots to a number two. Montini jumped up to three. St. Joe Ogden, they actually fell three spots, even though they do have two of victories under their belt there. They dropped all the way to number four, and they were the number one team in the polls. Uh, last week, I guess, beating Monticello and Tolona Unity uh, isn't good enough. So mm. they're out of that number one spot. I guess. I guess. Even though a Tolona Unity with that loss to a St. Joe Ogden, and they fell all the way from three to eight uh, there. And also uh, Princeton as well. Uh, they fell big time as well. They uh, fell to a number six uh, there, and they were kind of up there. I think they were tied for the first spot yep. uh, there. Their loss was to Morrison 
there last week. Um, and then uh, let's see, Reed Custer also took a tumble as well, four spots to number 10. Uh, Greenville, they got uh, nine uh, votes, only a couple away from getting into uh, the uh, polls there. Uh, Roxana receiving uh, seven votes. Eureka, despite the loss to Shelbyville, they got three votes. Mount Carmel, despite the win, only gets three votes. Yeah. And then here you go, Sullivan mm-hmm. picking up two votes. So they're getting put on the radar. Yeah, in 3A. Yeah, first time we see him there in Ooh, 3A. 3A. That's a tough matchup for Cumberland coming up Friday. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to hear Coach Watkins' thoughts on oh, yeah. that. I talked to him yesterday about that upcoming matchup. In Class 2A, Moreau Foresight, they're still number one. They're receiving 11 first-place votes. Downs Tri-Valley, they stayed at number two. Uh, Seneca moves up to a number three. A- Athens just swaps spots with them. They're at number four. Bloomington Central Catholic starting out the season 2-0. They jump from nine to number five there. Uh, Johnson City, they weren't even ranked at all, and they jump up to a number six there. So Johnson City starting off the season 2-0, mm-hmm. and uh, victory over Christopher Ziegler and Edwards County as well, I guess, uh, warrants them votes. I guess so. And actually good enough for number six. Mm-hmm. El Paso Gridley, uh, they're also a number seven after not being ranked as well. Uh, Rockridge jumped up uh, three spots to number seven. Bismarck Henney fell all the way from five to nine there. And uh, their loss this past week. And uh, Knoxville jumps up in the polls as well after not being ranked. And uh, others receiving votes category. Pena, they are receiving 13 votes. Shelbyville jump up in votes for them. They're receiving uh, 12 votes right now. Decatur St. Teresa, they got seven votes. That is just name. Oh, yeah. That is nobody looking at what's happened. You're 0-2. You don't need seven votes. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at the quality of opponents. Don't care. That they face. Don't care. Still missing the playoffs. They're state, they're state champs. Set it on Tuesday. Still missing the playoffs, Travis. <sighs> they're the state champs. Give them just a little bit. Just based off a name. Just no. give them a little bit more respect. Preseason, sure. Preseason, you want to give them? Nope. You, you've well, they've fallen games. out of the polls. They were number one, and now they're completely out of it Good. by week three. Should be further. <laughs> I'm fine with it. And then uh, Farmington as well receiving uh, two votes, saying uh, they're taking on Tuscola uh, this weekend. Uh, Tritton Wesleyan also picking up a, a vote uh, there. In a class of 1A, Lena Winslow is still number one. They got 10 of first place votes. Uh, Forreston, they're still number two. Uh, Altoff Catholic moves up a spot. They trade spots with Camp Point Central. I uh, also have Sterling Newman Catholic winning. Uh, jumping up a couple of spots to a six. Uh, Fulton drops a spot. They're zero and two, but they're still number seven uh, there. Uh, Morrison jumps up in the polls after picking up a win against a ranked opponent. They're number eight after not being ranked at all. And then uh, no one else in the polls around here. Uh, let's see. Well, before you go to the others receiving votes, Travis. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is out of the ten teams. In the top ten, nine are undefeated, and one hasn't won. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes 100% sense. Uh, let's see here. They played better competition, even though yes. they lost. No. Uh, Forreston. They lost to Forreston, so they're highly ranked in the polls. And uh, Lena Winslow as well, so they lost to the number one team. Sorry. Number one and number two. Yeah, right there. So, come on. No. 
Uh, That'd be like, Travis, if Tennessee was to open the season losing to Alabama and to Texas, we'll say, ranked number two. Yeah. Still might be in the top 25. They should be eighth. I mean, maybe, according to this. No, they shouldn't. (laughs) Ah, come on. Competition has to say a little bit. No, winning. Winning. What's all about? Uh, Still only at seven uh, there. Um, And then uh, Leroy, they received a nine of votes. They beat a couple of uh, opponents that we've talked about already. Uh, And uh, let's see, Tuscola receiving two votes. St. Beatty also with four. Oh, yeah, St. Beatty there. Yeah, I forgot that. Mm-hmm. I think they actually didn't. Weren't they in the polls last week? I believe they, they were. And they lost? Yeah, so. they must have lost. Hmm. So, man. All right. So, that's what we got in the uh, polls this week for um, high school football. And Eric had more of a problem than I thought. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize Fulton was 0 2 as well. You I can't saw the be one. 0 2. And be in the top ten. <sighs> Sorry. Even though it's against the losses, against the one take, and two. If you were one and one, I'd say say yes, you deserve to be it's there. Fine. But no, you can't be winless and be a top ten team. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens uh, this week, and uh, they should win that's this like, week. They got Lanark Eastland. That's like again, if SIU Travis went and played Alabama. And went and played Texas week one and two. And I'm just using Texas because that's the first team that's on my mind as far as number. Or let's say Alabama and Georgia. Weeks one and two. They played Alabama and Georgia. Lost both of those games. Would anyone look at them and go, best team in the conference right there? Best team in the conference. Mm, Well. No. I mean, Alabama lost uh, two games by a play. And people still say they should have been in the national championship game. Right. But. That, that's also college, and this is high school. So right, right. Yeah, understand that too. So uh, that's what the uh, polls will look like uh, this week, and we got just enough time here on the uh, show, and we're closing things out, talking a little baseball uh, coming up here on the starting lineup to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Getting ready for Samsung Family Hub Plus Refrigerator. That's right, Kirk Herbstreet. Search for recipes, check out scores, or even stream the game to the screen at the same time so you never miss a second of the action, which means you can make your famous buffalo chicken dip and have more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Samsung and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. 
Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. Everyone they benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which which one of those penalties? Whenever the Chiefs are holding... That was so ticky-tacky. Come on. So it's a Super Bowl. Let them play. On 98.9 The Game. Back in here to the uh, starting lineup. We're only here for a little bit longer here on 98.9. As let's close things out talking about uh, some uh, baseball that happened yesterday afternoon and uh, last night. As a game that you heard right here on this network, 98.9. The Cardinals, they're the best 61 and 78 team in all of baseball because. They just beat – I'll turn your mic on. That oh, would help you. too. But uh, they uh, beat the Braves again. They take the series. It doesn't matter what happens tonight because uh, they got the scoring started early. 11-6. Win. Look at this. Where has this come from? Well, Beating the, the Braves. Travis, this is the win. And Spencer Strider. Yes. And that wasn't all the, the bad news for the Braves. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the podcast coming up. Um, but tonight's the one you need if you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, Wainwright's on the mound. Well, yeah, and, and that's, need a win. that's the that's the funniest thing is that we scored ten runs the other night, yep. eleven last night. We got all the runs out of the way, yep. so we get no run None support for, for Wainwright. Wainwright. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yep, yep. Like that's how it's going to be. I, yeah, I I don't know what you can. We're going to get like a couple of runs tonight. Yep. You'll get two guaranteed against Max Freed. <laughs> you'll get two guaranteed. So <laughs> Wainwright will give up seven. Uh, but we'll see if he can get one step closer. We can hope, 200. right? Yeah. They, uh, ceremony, of course, uh, everyone knows he started with the uh, Braves organization right. before he came on uh, here. So uh, that game uh, tonight, let's see, what time is the uh, pregame? Five, same time. 525, so same time. Rinse and repeat. Here on a 98.9. So uh, Cardinals looking for that victory. Like you said, Max Freed got one for Atlanta. But trying to get the sweep. It's all gravy. We're trying to get Adam Wainwright to 199. And we already won this series, so we already won this. We're better than the Braves, mm-hmm. at least here in the month of September. At, at least for the past two days. Yeah, between I the mean, could dates it be that of the, the Braves have already almost clinched everything and are resting people. Uh, no, Mm-mm, no. You can't rest people on September sixth and seventh. Of thirteen and a half games, you can. Mm, I guess it's true. <laughs> of thirteen and a half, you can. Yeah, their lead is pretty comfortable. It's very comfortable, especially against, no offense, Travis, a 65-win team. Mm-hmm. You can rest your starters. 
I guess, but I think it's a little early to be saying that they're uh, resting people uh, there. Uh, but we'll see what happens tonight with uh, Wayno on the mound. A little, uh, another team that may be feeling the pressure, might be uh, getting hot under the collar, the pressure, the hot seed, the division. Uh, the Brewers lost last night 5-4, to four, mm-hmm. but the Cubs won 8-2. to two. So we keep talking about the wild card for the Cubs. They're in comfortable position there with that aspect, but now they're only one and a half out of the Central. You, all right, let's let's start with the, the good. The division let's, is in sight. Yes, let's start with the good. Yes, the division is in sight, and Travis, this is what I'm going to say. If you're a Cubs fan, if you're the Cubs, you should start focusing on that division. Yeah. Because the reason why, Travis, I'm scared of the Marlins. The they're Marlins have came out of nowhere, won six straight games. Yeah, they're pretty hot right now. They're they're hot. I don't want to be contending with the Diamondbacks and the Reds and the Giants for that final spot. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, we got a big series coming up with the Diamondbacks starting today over mm-hmm. the weekend, four yep. games. You gotta win these games. Mm-hmm. Yep. These are important, very important games. Yeah, three and a half in that second wild card spot is Chicago in with the uh, sweep that the uh, Cubs just got done against the Giants. They're now two and a half out of the second wild card, and the Giants have lost six straight mm-hmm. now, so they're kind of playing themselves out of it uh, here. But like you said, important uh, weekend series with uh, Arizona and Cubbies starting tonight. And the one thing, Travis, that worries me about this Cubs team, they're 40 and 31 at home, they're 36 and 33 on the road. That's not good, especially when you look at their schedule. They're on the road. Mm. Yeah, maybe that doesn't. Now the Diamondback well. series, they're not. But right, I know we end the year on the road at Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yep, that could be with the division. It very well could be. Very nice. We'll try to help you out with the Reds this weekend. I would appreciate that. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Because Travis, here's Cincinnati. here's the thing: unless they really start resting people. Our final six games are at Atlanta and at Milwaukee. Now, I could see that series, Atlanta. I mean, I could hope. <laughs> I can see that one. I could hope, but that's a tough six games to end it. It is. You have to be pretty comfortable. You don't need to be going in needing to win four out of six. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, Arizona's not really throwing out their ace. I mean, tomorrow's game would be. Uh, better they're throwing out uh, Galleon on uh, Friday afternoon baseball and then uh, Muriel Kelly on Saturday. That's a great pitching match. Oh, yeah. Kelly, Kelly versus Steele. Steele? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, afternoon baseball regular. Get that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of which, Travis, I this Cubs pitching staff lately mm-hmm. has been so good. Good, yeah. Assad's been good. Wicks has been good. Yeah, six and two-thirds last night. Only yeah. a couple of runs. He's 3-0 and on the season just in – Limited time. Right. Yesterday, Travis, in the game, I saw this stat, and it made me smile because for years we've talked about how the Cubs' farm system hasn't been that great. Yesterday's game, all three pitchers for the Cubs, all homegrown talent, all Mm. started the year in AAA. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Wicks, uh, uh, Palencia, and Little. Mm Mm-hmm. Little had his debut. He gave up one hit, one run, and two or one hit and one inning in two Ks. Yeah, it's a nice debut. Yeah, very nice debut and finishes off, polishes off the sweep mm-hmm. there over the G Men. But 
that will do it here for the uh, starting lineup coming up on the uh, pod. We got to finish our NFL preview. We got playoffs and a Super Bowl picks, as well as Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates and Coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts in the pod as well. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlin versus Joe. So enjoy that as they prep for the kickoff of the NFL season tonight. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. into the uh, starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here hanging out with you. Coming up, we got to finish our NFL preview. We've been talking about our division winners, but we finally got to talk about the uh, playoffs. Yeah, that's right. We're talking playoffs. playoffs. That's right. And we're getting our Super Bowl picks in as well before the season and telling you who we think are going to win the awards as well. It's always nice to uh, look at and uh, predict and we also got this day in sports history and with the first nfl game back mm. we're gonna sprinkle in some entertainment as well yeah so very nice like it like it first oh and uh, i almost forgot the two coaches yes coach watkins from cumberland and coach hefner from fem mm-hmm. as well taking up the look at their matchups tomorrow evening so it's all on the way. Yes. But first, before I get to uh, the two of them and anything else we got, let's clean up some sports center. All right. Caleb Williams' dad is sharing his thoughts on the upcoming NFL draft. As Carl Williams told GQ that it's possible his son Caleb, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, could return to USC in 2024, depending on which team lands the top selection. Carl <laughs> said that, quote, if there's not a good situation, the truth is Caleb can come back to school, end quote. Caleb Williams has been projected to go first overall in 2024 after throwing for 4,537 yards, 42 touchdowns, five picks last season for the Trojans. Quarterback has already thrown nine touchdowns in two games this season. That's crazy that he won the Heisman and already talking about he could come back depending on Mm -hmm. if the draft falls right or not. You know, it would really – I don't know what situation they're looking for, Travis, but – I mean, he went to school in USC. Is there an L.A. team that may be really bad this year who may get the number one pick, who maybe should kind of tank almost for that number one pick to get Caleb Williams? Yeah, totally. Well, there was a team out there who was that. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Who is that? Hmm. Talking about the Chargers? (laughs) No. You think the Chargers should tank? No, I was thinking more. You don't believe in Justin Herbert? Oh, the Rams. Yeah. I mean, I kind of said it in the predictions that I could totally see that. Well, especially Especially now with Cup. If Cup being injured and Matthew Stafford and not getting along with his team, according to his wife and everything like that, 
trade him midway point of the season? Trade him at the deadline? She never said they didn't get along. They said they can't connect with them. Okay, same thing. Not really. If you can't connect with someone, you can't get along with them. Yeah, it doesn't mean... I, I think that when you say can't get along, it doesn't. that means that, they, that he I'm doesn't like them. I'm not saying they're like hateful or doesn't like them, but yeah. if you can't connect with somebody, you can't get along with them. I guess, and it's important for a quarterback to do that. Plus, Matthew Stafford's injury history, his age. Mm-hmm. I need to be looking at a younger quarterback if you're the Rams. Probably. Might try to get the number one pick. Probably. I mean, I'm surprised Caleb Williams would want to come back to college. He doesn't want any of this smoke in the Big Ten. Well, it depends, Travis. He doesn't want to come and play in the Midwest in he November. He, does, he doesn't want to play Illinois. No. Not, I mean, he's winning in 2024 anyways, but. It starts in 2024, doesn't it? But do they have Illinois on the schedule? They have Illinois on the schedule. I don't know if they're at Champaign or in California. No, I think we're out in California. I think we are. Yeah, he doesn't want to face that Illinois defense. No. Who gave up almost 30 points to Toledo. He doesn't hey. want none of that. Hey. He doesn't want none Toledo's of that. good, okay. <laughs> yeah, to- Toledo's good. They're not going to lose they're not going to lose another game. Toledo's <laughs> They're going to New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, Toledo is? Yeah. The Rockets? Yeah. They're a good uh, team. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, that would be interesting, Travis. Would you be happy with Caleb Williams? Yeah. Is that the situation you think uh, his dad's talking about? That would be a good situation for him? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, staying within California. He's better than the Texans. It's better than the Cardinals. I would think it would be better than those two, yeah. Right. What other absolutely stinky teams are out there? Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. are the two that immediately pop in my head. come, Come to mind. Yeah. Um, I can't think of another team that's that. And that's the thing if you're the Rams, Travis. You have one of the worst teams in your division. The Bucks. Yeah, but that the Bucks play in the weak NFC South. Mm-hmm. Same right. thing with the Texans, to be honest. I mean. Yeah. Right. Mm, I mean. Eh. But that's the thing if you're the Rams. Uh, you have to stink worse than the Cardinals. Right, yeah. It'll be a battle between those two. Battle at the top of the division, battle at the bottom of the division. Yep. Look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Braves are placing a pair of pitchers on the injured list. Atlanta moved right-hander Mikel Sorka and Colin McHugh to the 15-day injured list on Wednesday. It has since come out that uh, Sorka is done for the year. Yeah. Will not pitch the rest of the year. Um, dealing with right forearm inflammation, McHugh has inflammation on his throwing shoulder. Uh, he was called up to start Sorka, was called up to start Tuesday yeah. against the Cardinals. Not five runs over three innings before departing due to numbness in his fingers. Two and two with a 640 ERA in seven games this season. Yeah, he's just been injury prone yeah. for him. Good that's, job. You injured him. That's thing. his season. He could, he could get up out of bed and be injured. I know. That's how, that's how brittle he is. But it's and a shame, though. It is. And finally, Team USA is one win away from the FIBA World Cup Final. USA is set to take on Dennis Schroeder in Germany in the semifinals in Manila. Friday oh morning tip-off is set for 7.40 a.m. Eastern time. Travis, that's 6.40 Central. Get yourself ready. The Americans clinched their spot in the semifinals with a dominant 163 win over Italy in the quarterfinals. Mikel Bridges placed, paced the U.S. with 24 points, while Tyrese Halliburton came off the bench to contribute 18 points and 5 assists. A win on Friday would set up a meeting for the finals against either Canada or Serbia. Mm. So, 
Canada. Beating Germany. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Take out Germany. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Wow. How about that? You like that? <laughs> Dennis and Schroeder. one final thing, Travis. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to feel about this. The Belmont Stakes, horse racing, mm-hmm. could be moving upstate for the next two years. The New York Racing Association is pushing to move the third and final leg of Thoroughbred Racing's Triple Crown Series to Saratoga Racecourse. That's because Belmont Park is headed for renovation following the approval of the state's budget, which included a $455 million loan from the NYRA for the project. Now, the move to Saratoga, which has already been committed to for 2025, is subject to the approval of an oversight board in the New York State Gaming Commission. A final decision is expected in the coming months. Can it still be called the Belmont States if it's not at Belmont Park? Right. I wouldn't think so. But you have to call it that because it's part of the Triple Crown. That'd be like if the Kentucky Derby was somewhere else. Right. You would still have to call that race the Kentucky Derby. I mean, I guess that would be fine. Like, if maybe you didn't do it at Churchill Downs as long as it stayed in Kentucky, in Kentucky, it would be still that. But, I mean, if you're not racing at Belmont Park, I don't think it would be the Belmont Stakes. The Sar- Saratoga Stakes just sound weird. No, it's double S's. I don't think you can do like that. that. No. So, I don't I, think you can do that. I'm glad they're getting renovated. That's great news for them. Mm-hmm. But you need to figure out a name. you got to figure out all this stuff before you start moving forward with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, also one final note. Um and that is um women's semifinals on the US Open. I know we haven't talked at all about the US Open, but I want to bring this up. One of the semifinalists, Madison Keys Travis, from Rock Island, Illinois. So good <laughs> luck to her as she's in the semifinal. She's gonna be taking on Belarus's Arenada Sablanka. Mm, there you go. I think you nailed that. I, I, I hope I did. On the I other one, that. it will be the Czech Republic's Carolyn Muchova versus uh, Coco Goff. Mm, so, there you go. Come on, Madison Keys. Yeah. Rock Island, Illinois. Keys and golf. Keys and golf. Let's get it. Hey, we could have a double U.S. US Open finals. I like that. Yeah. Make it happen. Hey, we said, we said tennis is hurting for star power right now. Mm-hmm. If you can make two new stars on the women's side specifically i mean the men's right. is hurting too but at least they have Djokovic still but on the women's when side he shows up what evolved when yeah, he shows that's up true. that's true um so yeah that uh that'd be good yeah i mean Coco goff's kind of a recognizable yep. uh, name yep. but you know she could solidify herself as a as a star there by winning so by the way justin fields also said that his team is better than last year's team and he's not concerned if Green Bay loads up on the run and forces him to pass. He says his job is to react to what the defense gives him. Mm, there you go. Let's go. Sounds confident. Justin Fields. And that's all I got for Sports Center. That's all you got. All right. So oh, I say that, but I see two two more things here on the side. LSU and uh, Mulkey agreed to a record $32 million deal to keep her at LSU. And uh, the Mets' Steve Cohen buying a team for Woods and McElroy's uh, golf league that may or may not ever start. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been a year. I think it's supposed to start in January. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see if it ever gets off the ground. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not holding my breath for that. No. I don't need that either. Hmm. I mean, I want to see it. It's a tech-infused golf league. That's why it's a TGL. Mm-hmm. The right. Tech Golf League. Yep. 
Yep. I mean, it looked kind of cool, the concept. Yeah, Cohen's going to be the fourth team owner in the TGL joining the Fenway Sports Group, the Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United owner, and a group led by an entrepreneur as well as Serena and Venus Williams and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. So that's nice. Giannis, get into the game. Would you like to see Giannis golf? Yeah, sure. Why not? They're expecting two more teams to be announced as well. Hmm. Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Ricky Fowler, Max Hama, Colin Morikawa, and Matt Fitzpatrick are among a dozen PGA Tour players who have committed to play in the league. Hmm. Which will feature teams of three players competing on a golf simulator. Yep. And then a separate short game area in an arena. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in prime time on Monday nights, Travis. Ooh. Ooh. Monday nights. Ooh. They're going to go up against Monday Night Football? No. I mean, January. It's in. It's indoors. So you don't you, you can be anywhere in the world, but it's all indoors because it's all virtual. I know that, but I mean, competing with the ratings of football season's going to be close to being over. But well, that's the thing. I think this is for after Monday Night Football because uh, it's starting in January. Yeah, it's. I'm not expecting it to run the entire length of the PGA season. No. So I I think it'll be a, you know, late winter, early spring kind of thing. Probably leading up to the Masters, and that would be the last. Because we know the Masters, win the, the dinner is on Monday of Masters week, so you're not going to have these golfers there doing this Tiger Woods thing the week of Masters, getting, you know, at the Champions Dinner. Yeah. Yeah, so. I guess it's true. I look forward to it. I hope it goes well. Looking forward to it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... It's going to include 15 head-to-head matches in the regular season with semifinals and a final in the postseason. Hmm. So it's a playoff, head-to-head matches. Playoffs. And Monday night. Yeah. Get ready if it ever gets started. If it ever gets started. January's the, the date. It's going to be in Palm Beach. Hmm. No? We'll see. There you go. There you go. All right, so uh, let's uh, turn things over before we uh, go any further, and uh, let's hear from our area coaches. And I caught up with Coach Watkins from the uh, Cumberland Pirates and uh, Coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts, and we turn things over to them right now. Travis Sparks here, joined on the starting lineup by head coach of the Cumberland Pirates, Coach Watkins here, and thanks for joining us on the show again, and, you know, start of the season, 2-0, and and so how's it going for you today, Coach? Uh, it's going real good, very good. Thought we had a pretty good week last week at Sangamon Valley, uh, able to run the ball, um, had a, you know, I think had 430 yards rushing, so that was always a good sign, so uh, things are things are going pretty good. And uh, you off to another uh, quick start. You start off with a couple of touchdowns to uh, take the lead of fourteen and two nothing, and then you got another one to lead a twenty-one nothing. So it was uh, another great start in uh, week two. And uh, like you said, uh, yeah, good night rushing the football all night long, and you got off to a quick early lead there. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It wasn't as quite weren't quite as explosive as we were the week before at Saragordo, and. That was kind of a testament to Sangam Valley. They were able to to kind of hold on to the ball and, and get some first downs on our defense, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, they kind of limited our possessions there in the first half. But we were still able to come away with with three first half half touchdowns, um, which was good. And then we were able to, to tack on three more there in the second half. 
Yeah, and then another great night for uh, Blake McMeekin as he had uh, four touchdowns on the night. So the second game in a row, he has a huge game. Coming into the season, he was going to be one of those players that was going to be real big for you. And uh, for the first two weeks, he's uh, come on strong for you. Yeah, he's been really, really good. He's been, you know, as advertised and better. Um, the first week, you know, he played a half, and I think he had 170 yards and five touchdowns. And last week he had to play kind of into the fourth quarter, and he ended up, um, we went did, went through and did stats, had 308 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So um, those are those are really gaudy stats. And, again, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we had expectations with him going in um, to carry the load, and, and he's definitely done that. And uh, then you got a score right before the half. And actually, at one point, it got a little tight. It was 27-14. Uh, and uh, Eric was telling me that uh, Sagamon Valley was uh, driving. And uh, there was a late stop. And then you tacked on another couple of scores at the very end. But the, the score doesn't indicate kind of how close the game was there at one point, being only a 13-point game and Sagamon Valley driving. Yeah, they we we had some trouble kind of with, with what they wanted to do. They were, they were running option and stuff. And... Um, it's it's you know an offense that if you play you have to be very assignment sound and and there were some kind of plays that we weren't on let them get outside some and and didn't make a play and didn't follow our assignments so they were able to keep the game closer you know than we kind of wanted to but like you said we kind of tacked on a couple scores there late that they gave us some more breathing room. And uh, you guys just start off the season out 2-0 and with the win against the Sagamon Valley, and that's uh, nice to say after uh, last year you faced a tough couple of opponents in uh, Shelbyville and uh, Tuscola, but uh, you're back to starting off 2-0, and that, and that's nice to say. Yeah, it's great to start 2-0. and Like you said, last year we were you know, the exact opposite, um, 0-2, and uh, to be 2-0 is great, but um, I kind of feel like here coming in, our, we're going to get into the portion of our schedule where where uh, teams are going to get a little more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think those are, you know, kind of a little bigger and maybe have a little bit more talent than no offense to the teams we faced, you know, the first couple of weeks. So sure. um, we've got to make sure and be ready to bring it here. Yeah, and uh, this week's uh, absolutely humongous game in uh, week three, such an early part of the schedule, but it's a big one, and it's uh, one of the teams that's had a lot of hype coming into the conference this year, and they've been living up to it so far, and it's your first crack at uh, Sullivan uh, this week. So how excited are the guys for the game, and uh, what are you looking out for for Sullivan facing them for the first time in the conference? Well, we're excited. Um, we know the challenge that we have ahead of us. This team is, is very, very talented. They're kind of like a – I have used the term juggernaut on offense because they've got, you know, skilled kids everywhere. Their quarterback is, is very, very good. Big kid, uh, 6'2", 210, that can, they can throw the ball, and, and he's just as dangerous with his feet. And he's mm-hmm. got a really good running back. Uh, number 41, Fryman, that's, that's with him in the backfield, and those two are kind of like a two-headed monster. And um, Their offensive line is good. They move well. They're physical. They're just a w- very well-balanced team. Um, across the board, kind of a, a complete team. Um, so, so yeah, we're we're ready for the challenge. Up for the challenge, um, and just watch them on film. You know, they're they're good offensively, defensively, special teams. Just a just a real complete team. Right. And uh, what's it going to take for the Cumberland Pirates to come out with a with a victory on, on a Friday night? What do you need to do uh, against them that maybe that you haven't done in the first couple weeks? What's well, going to take for Cumberland to come out on top here on Friday? Well, the first thing we've been talking about the last two weeks is limiting the turnovers. You know, we've had turnovers the first two games, and luckily it hasn't, you know, bit us yet. But, you know, against quality opponents, like we're going to see this Friday, if we turn the football over, um, that, that's that's going to be bad. Um, penalties, we've got to eliminate just the stuff that we can control. Um, you know, we've got to make sure we're doing that. Um, we've got to stick to the game plan. got to be able to run the ball. 
Um, and, you know, if they stack the box, we got to have the ability to pass the ball, got to play sound defensively. Again, they run, you know, it's not like double wing option, but they run, they run some read option stuff where if we don't follow our read keys and do what we're supposed to, they can exploit us. And, and they've got the ability to, to have big plays with, with their skill kids because they're, they're quick and fast. And so uh, eliminate the mistakes, first of all, and then follow the game plan. And uh, if we can do that, I, I think it will give us a chance. And also, it's such a huge game with not only the two teams being 2-0, and but it could go a long way in deciding the uh, conference title at the end of the season. I know we're only in week three, but uh, are you even thinking about that since it's so early in the season? Or are you looking at it from that perspective of, you know, this could go a long way? I know Arthur is going to have something to say about that, too, winning their first two games as well. But uh, are you really even thinking about that so early in the season, about, about the conference later on down the line? I mean, we've, we've mentioned it, and that's the thing about playing a 10-team conference. You know, if you, you kind of get knocked off, that could potentially be, you know, your one mistake. You only get, you know, potentially. Um, again, you don't know how the season's going to play out. But, yeah, we've mentioned it to the kids about how this could be, you know, a chance for, you know, we got to keep winning if we want to have a chance for that conference championship. So we've mentioned it. We're not focusing on it because, you know, if we don't happen to win, it's not the, not the end of the world. You could still win the conference. But uh, if we could, you know, get that, get that victory Friday night, it would be a, a step in the right direction. And with uh, two great teams like this, I might have to ask if I could uh, if I could switch games with Eric because I'm really looking forward to uh, this one on Friday. It should be a good one. Yeah, that's that's what we're hoping and thinking. Again, we've got to you know we're going to have to play a good game. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Um, and we again we talk about you know eliminating mistakes and and doing all that stuff because um, this is this is a very good team. So. Uh, if we can kind of do that and, and again, follow the game plan, uh, we're hopeful, like I said, that we'll give, a certain, give ourselves a chance. All right, Coach. Well, we'll, we'll let you go, and uh, thanks for hopping on the show again, and good luck on a Friday and uh, your search for going to 3-0. and So uh, good luck uh, against Sullivan on Friday. Okay. Thank you, Travis. I appreciate it. Charles Sparks here with FEM head coach Brett Hefner. And how are you doing today, coach? It'll be another warm one, and it looks like it's going to cool off for us. Yeah, so, uh, it was we'll a go little. Out there, go out there on the turf, see how much we can sweat today. <laughs> it was a little deceiving last <laughs> week. Now the heat's back. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's supposed to be uh, nice and cool for Friday, so we should be good. Should be good to go. Well, on uh, last Friday night against Mount Carmel, it, was a, it turned out to be a heck of a ball game. I know that you uh, would have liked to have came out on the winning side, but. It was uh, ended up being a good double overtime thriller. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I don't doubt that it was a fun game to watch for everybody. Um, I've had a number of people tell me one of the best games they've been to and stuff like that. Uh, you know, from and I don't doubt that, but from my seat, we only look at the we only look at the sure. outcome right now. You know, and it's it's one that uh, you know you hate to lose any of them, but especially one that you thought you kind of had and had plenty of chances to win and. Um, the worrisome thing is the last couple of years we've had one game each year that's kind of like that, that's kind of bit us yeah. when it came down to the end of the year. And you just, I hope this one isn't it, but we'll see. Right, and the final score ended up being high scoring, but it didn't start out that way as it was 0-0 for the majority of the first half. They scored at the very end to go into the locker room. But, um, you know, is that something that you really expected to be no, that well, well, the frustrating, like frustrating, that? frustrating part was the end of the half. And they, we saw it the week before that. You know, the, the, the quarterback, they split him out wide because he's their best athlete. Yeah. We just throw him. We had an adjustment. We were supposed to get a second person out there, and we didn't. And they ended up completing it, getting it down in there, and then, and then scoring. So that was that was certainly, uh, you know, an issue uh, that, that was controllable. The other two were the, 
you know, the other penalty, you know, we got those penalties on the one touchdown drive, yeah. all of them on the one drive, the pass interference. You know, if you're beat, I'm okay with that. You know, we'd rather take that than give up the, the mm-hmm. touchdown. But the the two face mask penalties when you're not even yeah. tackling the ball carrier are, are, are unacceptable, especially, you know, you get an interception that should give you the ball five minutes to go up a score, the chance to put it away, and instead you, you give them 15 yards and extend the drive, and then they go in and score. So those – those sort of mistakes are frustrating. All right, yeah, and then the second half, you started off well. You got a couple of touchdowns there, and you ended up taking the lead. So you got some things working for you offensively. Yeah, and I think the big thing in the second half was the first half, it just seemed like we never had field position. We were always backed up. Yeah. We were always and, – and so early in a game, I, I'm, if your defense is playing well and you don't have to take chances, and knowing that we were getting the ball to start the second half, I didn't yeah. want to – I didn't want to do anything that would that would put us in a in a bind. Um, you know, the second half to get the opening kick off and move it out, we could be a little bit more aggressive than we were. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that's kind of what got us going a little bit. And then we had better field position for most of the second half, which allowed us to be kind of aggressive. Right. Yeah. You kind of grinded away in the rush game as well, but then uh, Dunstan broke off that one uh, big one. That yeah. I mean, it, and it's kind of with us. That's the way it's going to be. You know, when we had Terrence, Terrence. You know, pop one early. You yeah. know, Kendall could kind of do the same thing. But now, you know, those those short runs in the first and second quarter, you hope lead to longer runs right. in the third and fourth quarter, which they did. You know, Friday night, Weldon runs hard, and we just got to keep keep blocking people, and he'll he'll keep running, and and so it was good to see. Right, and they also had a lot of big explosive plays in the passing game as well. We knew that coming in of how dangerous their offense was, but. Uh, that's got to be something that you're looking at. Yeah, and it's, it's tough. I mean, and like I said, I was worried for us defensively, just our defensive backfield, just because we don't know. I mean, if they haven't played in games and we don't have people back there that are experienced, you don't know yeah. how it's going to go. And then week one against Robinson, we really didn't get tested. Mm-hmm. And we got tested, you know, Friday night. And there was some good, you know, we made some adjustments. You know, it was a, it was a heck of a chess match back and forth. They yeah. would counter, we'd counter, we'd counter with some different things. And our kids handled those adjustments well. And, and uh, hopefully we can we can continue to do that going forward. All right, yeah, and then there was a big stop there in the fourth quarter at the end of regulation, and that forced a field goal. And then you had no timeouts, so it was like about 15 seconds on the clock, and your return, amazing return by Dunstan to get you in field goal position there. Yeah, I mean, it was a heck of a job by him, our return team, to mm-hmm. you know to stay on their blocks and finish them and get out there and go. And then, uh, you know, a heck of a kick by Michael to, to give us a chance in overtime. All right, yeah, send, sending them out there. They took the timeout to kind of see what you were doing, lining up, and then uh, you sent them out there 42 yards in yeah, that I situation. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I know he's got enough leg, but I didn't know if – and that's, you know, exactly – you know what, and then and, you know one of the assistant coach Aspen's like, "Hey, you sure you don't want to think about this?" And we kind of huddle and like, "Okay, now yeah, let's you know we'll give it a shot." And and uh, you know because there's a lot of pressure and a lot different. You yeah. know, kicking a 42 yarder in practice a lot different than doing it in that situation. The fact exactly. that he did it probably would have been good for 50. And uh, yeah. you know, so heck of a job by him. All right, yeah, and then in uh, overtime, it ended up going back and forth, and then uh, fourth and goal, you called up a play that kind of worked all night. Uh, but just unfortunately, it, it didn't go. Yeah, we had two guys open, and just unfortunately they didn't get the ball to either one of them. And and uh, you, know, you know, like we said, you get a chance to make plays, you got to make them. And we needed to make one more and didn't. And, and uh, you know, so that that along with a handful of other plays probably ended yeah. up costing us. And that's what that's what hurts when you got you can go back and analyze. And there were a number, probably four to six different plays that. 
could have sealed it for us, and we didn't we didn't get it done. All right, yeah, and then uh, you turn the page to uh, this weekend, week three, being one and one, split in the first two games, and uh, now you got another home game, and it's uh, Breeze Modern Day uh, coming to town this Friday. Yeah, you know we've had a heck of a battle with them, you know, ever since I've been here, and you know they're very well coached. They're going to be big and physical, and and uh, you know so they're coming off a tough, controversial loss last week, so. Um, you know, they won in week one, so I'm sure, you know, it's a big one for them, too, so it should be a heck of a battle. Right, yeah, and it's also a military appreciation night. It's a tradition that continues here as well, so it's always an extra special night. Yeah, it is. Our kids look forward to it, you know, different jersey, different decals. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a neat thing that's taken off here, and we take a lot of pride in that, so... You know, a big one because of that, and then a big one because we need a win. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach. Well, uh, good luck uh, prepping for uh, the Knights, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game on Friday. Sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate those uh, gentlemen uh, for hopping on uh, the uh, program and definitely looking out for that uh, Sullivan-Cumberland uh, matchup. And... Always a special night there in FEM with military mm-hmm. appreciation night that we talked about there at the very end. All right, uh, so before we get to our NFL picks for our playoffs and a Super Bowl, let's get to uh, this day in uh, sports history. All right, we got a couple to get caught up on. Um, so we'll start September 4th, 1993. Jim Abbott, who was born without a right hand, pitched a no-hitter for the Yankees against the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw that. September 4th, 1994, the Dolphins, Dan Marino, Became the second player with 300 touchdown passes by throwing for five scores in a 39-35 victory over the Patriots. Mm-hmm. September 4th, 1998, the Yankees reached 100 wins in the earliest date in history. This year, they're trying to go for 100 losses. <laughs> that was that was a bad one. Sorry about that. All right, September 5th, 1979, Ann Myers of UCLA signed a contract with the Indiana Pacers. Although Myers did not make the team, she became the first woman given a tryout by an NBA team, and she worked with the team through training camp. Hmm. September 5th, 1994, 49ers wide receiver Jerry Rice scored three touchdowns in a game against the Raiders. The third touchdown was his 127th of his career, breaking Jim Brown's NFL record. September 5th, 2007, Barry Bonds hit the final home run of his career off the Rockies' Ubaldo Jimenez in Colorado. Mm, yep. September 6th, 1980, in his Georgia debut, Herschel Walker rushed for two touchdowns, including a powerful run over Tennessee's Bill Bates in a 16-15 victory. And on September 6th, 1995, Cal Ripken played in his 2,131st straight game, breaking Lou Gehrig's record. A 22-minute celebration ensued once the game became official. 22 minute celebration. I remember that. I do, yeah. They broke in live on Sports Center with that. Mm hmm. Yep. Took a victory lap around the whole stadium. Yep. yep. <laughs> and we get to today, Travis. Are you ready? Mm hmm. Today. September 7th, 1963, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is dedicated in Canton, Ohio. Mm hmm. I know you hate Ohio. You need to get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I. I've been there. It's fun. It is a bucket list. I, I do want to visit the Hall of Fame. It's a good time. And it's not really that far of a drive either. It may seem like a lot, but it's not that bad. Yeah, I and, would like to get there. It's not in Cleveland. It's in Canton, so that makes yeah, it better. Yeah, that makes it's it not, a lot better. Yeah, you don't have to go into Cleveland. It's south of Cleveland, so you can just avoid Cleveland altogether. Yeah, I, that's a big plus for me. Hey, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> On this day, Travis, 1979 ESPN debuted at 7 p.m. Eastern time with the inaugural edition of Sports Center. Hmm. Yeah. On this day in 2023, the radio part of ESPN. Anyways. 
Well, you know, the uh, lineup, lineup changes. Except for the starting lineup. Except for the starting lineup, we're here. That's right. And Pat McAfee's show also started today. But not on the radio. Well. I know, but uh, I know. But uh, Pat also said that every Tuesday that he's going to be joining first take. And also he had Aaron Rodgers on the show today, of course, for oh, the course. debut of ESPN. Yes. And he's going to have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Did he sign up for way too much? Do you think he's regretting this decision? No. No. I don't think he regrets anything. September 7th, 1993, the St. Louis Cardinal Travis, a homegrown name that I know you know, Mark Witten. Who? Hit four home runs in a game against the Reds. Mark Witten. Mark Witten of the Cardinals. Hmm. On this day, back in 2003, Arizona Cardinal rookie Anquan Bolden had 217 receiving yards in his NFL debut against the Lions, the most receiving yards by any player in his debut since 1970. Hmm. On this date in 2008, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady suffered a torn ACL against the Chiefs in week one, missing the rest of the season. Yep. And the legend of Matt Castle was born. Matt Castle. And on this date in 2010, Trevor Hoffman, then with the Milwaukee Brewers, earned the 600th save of his career. He retired as the all-time leader with 601. His record was later broken by Mariano Rivera. Travis, if you have Game 7 of the World Series, who are you coming, picking to close? Trevor Hoffman, Mariano Rivera. That's easy. Give me Mariano Rivera. I know. Trevor Hoffman never had to close in big-time situations. Right, exactly. He closed. He finished out a lot of regular season games, not a lot of postseason. Right, yeah. Mariano Rivera, the GOAT closer. Yeah. I liked Trevor Hoffman when I was a kid. I, mean, I don't know why. But. Both with, like, epic songs to come mm-hmm. in out of the bullpen entrances. What was Hoffman's? I know. Hell's Bells. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was very fitting. I bet Heath Bell probably used that, too, when he was a closer, didn't he? I mean, he should have. I mean, a couple letter changes on the first name, and you got the second name there. He should have. <laughs> yeah. Should have. Yeah. He didn't. That was a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity for him. I don't think I Heath don't know Bell what was he a did. closer. <laughs> he was, I was think. He? I think he was, yeah. I know, he, I know he came. I know he came in. The most famous thing I think he's known for is coming in from the bullpen in the All Star game and sliding in the grass before reaching the mound. Yeah, he has 168 saves. Yeah, 3.49 career ERA. Yeah, he had a couple of seasons where he was pretty pretty decent there with the uh, Padres. Yeah, he had 42 saves in uh, 42 saves in 09, 47 mm-hmm. in 2010, and. 43 in 2011. Mm-hmm. So before that, he was on the Mets, the Miami, Arizona, and the Rays to end his year in 2014 and his career. Mm, there you go. Actually, that year he had 47 uh, saves, Travis. He had 47 saves, a 193 ERA. He was an all star, was eighth in the Cy Young voting, and 25th in the MVP race. Yeah. So, Heath Bell. All those teams, Heath Bell, you got your immaculate grid for there the day. There you go. I was going to say, I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> Make the connections. I haven't played that in so long. I will every once in a while. It pops I was, up uh, on me. There for a while, I was every day uh, immaculate grid. Fiend, I know I got you into it. But you did. I, I've It's like stopped. the moment you got me into it. You're I like, stopped. <laughs> yeah. You carried it much. over the next person. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm good. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you get a couple of grids where you don't you don't know as much as you thought you did, and you're done. Oh, you're supposed to fill those out. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten a full one yet. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to fill those out. I, I I'm not that good. Yeah, I got a couple of hundreds, ninety out of nine, and then I was done. 
See, I'm, I, I'm just the kind of guy who sits there and I go, I know this guy was on this team, and I'll keep putting in the same name. And well, It just aggravates me that I can't get the obscure names and I can't get my rarity score that low because I can't think of just like the obscure people. I see all of these people just throw random names uh-huh. that, throw, that played on these two teams. I'm like, how do you know that? See, I don't really even know that for the Cardinals. I, I am the same way, and then I'll occasionally, like, one of them I know I got was Jose Lima one time. Like, mm. who's picking Jose Lima? I know. That's good. Apparently me. Yeah. That useless information. But then that was the only one I got out of all <laughs> nine of them. It's just that one. But then I felt proud because it's like, oh, 0.5% got Jose Lima, and I'm one of them. Yeah. You should feel proud of that. Well, except for it was the only one I got. So Yeah. But baseball is the only one that I could do. I could never – do the NFL one. I check on NBA. the football and the basketball one. And For some I only, reason I wasn't good with those. See, I only do the football ones if it's MVP, Cowboys, or Bears, and I only do the basketball one if there's a Bulls question. Hmm. Or about championships. Yeah. I think I can remember who's been on NBA championship teams. Right. Yeah. All right, Alrighty. so there you go. And uh, let's get to some entertainment. Okay, just what do you got for real quick, real quick tonight? for tonight? Um, I got Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. Two and a half over tutties. two and a half touching t- passing touchdowns. And I'll get you plus one thirty-five. So I think he'll put up three touchdowns. Three TDs tonight. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Nothing major. Oh, that's all you got. That's all I got. Hmm. It's only it's only day one. Only day one. It's only day one. Uh, if you're a big believer in the Lions, their money line is plus 180. Yeah, not really good value if you take no. minus four and a half for the Chiefs, no. but that's probably about what uh, what I would do. Yeah. Um, maybe I'd take a look at Sprinkle uh, first touchdown score. That's always fun. Right. Always fun for me to do to see if I can get anything. Uh. I mean, the Kelsey's the favorite, but I would stay yeah, away. Yeah, stay away from, from that one. Don't do that one. Yeah, the f- second person that's here on the Chiefs is Pacheco. Maybe McKinnon, uh, St. Brown, and Gibbs are well. David Montgomery yeah. is actually the favorite to take the first touchdown for the Lions. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd look at uh, Patrick Mahomes or Sky Moore where I go for the first touchdown score. And I would take the Chiefs minus four and a half. Yeah. I would feel comfortable with that no matter who plays. Prove it to me on the field, Lions. If you really want to make some dough, plus uh, 1,300 on if there's a safety. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> Try. I mean, it is the Lions we're talking about here. <laughs> Opening kickoff to be a touchback, minus 170. Ah, stay away from that. And not a lot of value. Chiefs to score in all four quarters. Ooh. Lions to score in all four quarters, plus 200. If you don't think there's going to be a single field goal made, Travis, neither. Plus 2200. 2200. Hmm. Chiefs record five plus sacks. Wow. It's kind of long shot odds there. Yeah. But yeah. The Chiefs to beat the Lions in OT. You can. Have entertainment on that if you All want. All right, I'll give you one more because you know I like to do it. Mm-hmm. Give me evens. Even Ooh. for tonight. Okay. Plus so 105. The total score being total even? Total score even. 
All right. I like it. You know me. I, I like the outer even. I do it every... Mm-hmm. I like it. And we'll look and see for uh, for tomorrow if we can get any entertainment on uh, uh, the the week, odd or even, for oh, the, yeah. the whole week. Mm. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Look at that. All righty. All right. So that's our entertainment picks for tonight. And the time has come. We have been looking at the division winners all week and uh, started in last week. And it's all built up to this, the playoffs and the awards for the upcoming NFL season. So here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. Away. I mean, we started in, I think we started mostly every week with the AFC. We did. So let's go ahead and start with the AFC. We care more about the NFC teams, I think, than the AFC. Right, and I mean, AFC is stacked, of course. And the defending Super Bowl champs in the AFC. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so it only makes sense. Yes. So, all right. So, let's talk some playoffs. Okay. And who do we uh, got here, I guess, start off with... Wild card? Yeah, obviously wild card weekend. But. Okay. So, I have the three seed, which would be my north champions of the AFC, the Bengals, taking on the sixth seed, the Dolphins. Ooh, Dolphins. Who I have making, making it on the wild card. Okay. And then my second one would be the AFC South champion, the Jags, taking on the first wild card winner, which would be the Chargers. Chargers, all right. And I have the Bengals winning, and I have the Jags winning. Okay. There's one more in wild card weekend. Is there? There's three games. How does that work? It's one through seven. And the one gets the bye. It's been in like this for a couple of seasons now. There's three wild cards now. All right. Well, you got to give me a break. Hold on. Because <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. There's three wild Hold cards on. here, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, boy. Uh, you go ahead and go there. All right. Uh, I'm just going to say that my uh, number one overall seed is the is the champs, is the champs in the West as well, the Chiefs. I have them with the uh, first round by uh, there. For my uh, three seed, I also have the uh, North champions, who I picked, the uh, Bengals. And then uh, for my uh, six seed, as one of the uh, wild cards, is I have a divisional matchup here. I have the Ravens going up against the Bengals in wild card weekend. And uh, just for Eric, my uh, two seed is the Jets. I picked them to win the East, and they're going to fall just short of that number one spot. So I have them at number two, and uh, for uh, my one of my wild card teams, also out west, the Broncos. That's right, the Broncos get the uh, uh, seven there, and then uh, I have as the four, I have the uh, Jaguars. I pick them to win the uh, South, and then uh, my uh, first wild card team uh, would be uh, at the five seed, and I have the uh, Bills there. So. I have Bengals versus Ravens, Jets versus Broncos, Jaguars versus Bills. Super wild card weekend. Um, and I guess to predict the winners, it would be I got Jacksonville over Buffalo. That's right. I told you that the Super Bowl window is closed. And Jacksonville gets it done and wins on Super Wild Card weekend. And I have the Ravens pulling the upset against the Bengals. And I have the Jets winning over the Broncos. 
So, now that I've re-evaluated here, I have the Chiefs as the one seed. Mm-hmm. I have the Bills as the two, taking on the seven seed Ravens. Mm-hmm. The three seed Bengals taking on the six seed Dolphins. Four seed Jags taking on the five seed Chargers. Mm-hmm. I have the Jags winning. I have the Bengals winning. And I have the Bills winning. Okay. So all higher seeds win. Okay. See, I see that. Okay. Um, in my uh, divisional round, I have the uh, Jaguars advancing to uh, face the number one seed Chiefs and the Ravens versus the Jets. And I have the uh, Chiefs winning over the Jags. And the Jets winning over the Ravens. So in the AFC Championship, I got the Chiefs and Jets. I have the Chiefs versus the Jags, just mm-hmm. as, as you do. I have the Chiefs beating the Jags as well. And then I have the Bills and the Bengals, and I have the Bills beating the Bengals. Mm, get revenge for last year. Yes. Okay. We both went with the Chiefs versus an AFC East team. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the the Chiefs are, are the champs. Yeah. You gotta so, knock them off. So who you got for your conference championship game? Chiefs and Jets. I know that. The Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I have Chiefs and Bills, and I also have the Chiefs. Yeah, I got them advancing until they completely fall off. I was gonna say, off. Travis, don't don't be. You can't bet against Mahomes, and I like the Jets, but I can't pick them all the way to the Super Bowl. Don't, don't be doing anything <laughs> crazy like me. <laughs> don't be an Eric. I can't do that. Don't be an Eric. I can't get him all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right, you want to move on to the <laughs> NFC? Yeah, let's go to the okay. NFC. So I have the Eagles as my one seed. Mm-hmm. I have the 49ers as the one getting the bye. I have 49ers as my two, mm-hmm. taking on the seven seed Seahawks. Mm-hmm. My three are the Lions, NFC North champs, taking on the six seed Chicago Bears. Okay, divisional matchup. And then I have the four-seed Saints taking on the five-seed Cowboys. Hmm. Okay. Um, I have uh, the uh, three or the two-seed. I have the uh, Cowboys, and I have them taking on the uh, seven-seed first wild card team, the Falcons. The three-seed, I have the uh, South champions, Panthers, and I have them going up against the second wild card, six-seed, Lions and the four seed. I picked them yesterday to win the North. The Bears against the five seed, just missing out on the East. The Eagles. So Panthers, Lions, Cowboys, Falcons, Bears, Philly. And I have the uh, Philly getting the win over the uh, Bears. I know, invoking some bad memories there. Mm-hmm. Won't even bring it up. Uh, what you would think of when you first think of that matchup. Oh, I know what I'm – you already <laughs> brought it up, Travis. All right, the double doink. Double doink. Yeah, sorry. Um, and then I have the uh, Cowboys winning over the uh, Falcons, and I have the Lions getting a win in the postseason over the Panthers. So in the divisional round, I have the uh, 49ers against the Eagles and Lions against the Cowboys. So I have the Lions losing to the Bears – I have the Cowboys beating the Saints, and I have the 49ers beating the Seahawks. So that gives me a divisional round matchup of the one-seed Eagles versus the six-seed Bears, and the two-seed 49ers taking on the five-seed Cowboys. I have the 49ers over the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I have the Bears over the Eagles. Oh, my goodness. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Uh, I have the uh, 49ers getting the win over the Eagles, and I have the uh, Cowboys getting the win over the uh, Lions. So it's a uh, rivalry and renewed. Mm. Okay, of the 90s and 80s, 49ers, Cowboys in the NFC Championship. They played last year, too. In the, yeah, the divisional round, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have for my conference matchup, I have the six-seed Bears and the two-seed 49ers. I got the Bears over the 49ers. Oh, my. Oh, my. If I'm going to believe, Travis, I'm going to believe. They can't do me wrong three years in a row. You believe you believe in them enough to go to the Super Bowl, but you don't believe enough them to win the North? No. Hmm. Wow. I don't know if that makes sense. They turn it on when it gets cold. Hmm, I guess. That's when the Bears get going, but yeah. I thought that that's when they hibernate. No, that's when the Bears get going because in my the way this is going, I think the Bears will beat the Eagles. They'll contain Jalen Hurts. And I think that by the time we get to the conference championship game, the 49ers dealing with another quarterback injury. They can't keep their quarterbacks healthy. Mm, no, let's hope not. Uh, so I have the uh, 49ers winning over the uh, Cowboys. So I have a rematch from the Super Bowl year, a couple of years ago with the Chiefs and 49ers. I have the Chiefs versus the Bears in my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I have the Chiefs winning. <sighs> I was like, don't you do it. No, no. <laughs> don't I may you be go a little a crazy, Travis, but I'm not an idiot. Three-win team all the way to the Super Bowl. A year after. Yes. Uh, so it would be the cliche thing to uh, take uh, Kansas City here, but I got the 49ers getting revenge, not having any quarterback issues, and I have them completing it as I have them Super Bowl champs. San Francisco back on top. The only thing you could have done, Purdy. Travis, to make that worse for me would be 49ers versus the Jets. <laughs> I thought about it. I will not be watching. <laughs> I thought about it. At all. Uh-huh. Okay. Two least favorite teams, mm-hmm. Jets and 49ers. <laughs> Super Bowl in Vegas this year. So Raiders get a chance? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, it's not going to happen. The magic of Jimmy G, Travis. Nope. Got to believe. Nope. I said Devontae he's never not made traded. The, he's never not made the postseason. Yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> We'll see. I don't. I think that streak gets broken this year. Okay. Do you have any award winners? Yeah, I have awards. I have okay. all of them, basically. Okay. MVP, offense, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, rookies of the year, and comeback player of the year. Yep, yep. I just have one rookie of the year. I don't have an offense and defensive rookie of the year. But other than that, I'm with you. So who do you got for your MVP? Or do you want to start somewhere else? No, let's start off. With uh, the uh, MVP, I think it would be easy to take Patrick Mahomes. He's the preseason favorite mm-hmm. on most sports books here. He's plus 600 to win the regular season MVP. So I kind of went not too far out, but uh, I picked Joe Burrow here. I went Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I wanted to be different. I know. I tried, and I just couldn't. If I have them as a one, one seed, Patrick Mahomes needs to be playing well. So. He's the same guy, as I said, uh, take a flyer on last year. Uh, I don't want to put it on this guy, but a dark horse for the MVP, uh, Brock Purdy. If I think the 49ers are going to be yeah. as good as I think they are, plus 3,000. It's a dark horse. It's different comparing getting ready 
for Mystery Relevant one time. But what a story. What a story. Going from Mr. Irrelevant to then you MVP. Talk to Kurt Warner and get a, get his movie. Exactly. Made. Yeah. yeah. Four it's in for the works. Super Bowl, Travis. There you go. You can have your it's in the works. Kurt Warner movie. I hope it's better than the Kurt Warner movie. Uh, we all do. <laughs> all right. Rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year. Uh, of course, everyone knows that I was high on this guy, and I'm going to do it here. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I have uh, Zay Flowers. I got uh, Bjorn Robinson. Yeah. Bjorn Robinson mm, Yeah, the Falcons. Currently the uh, favorite on uh, some sports books, uh, plus 300. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at here. Bryce Young, the number one picks, plus 450. Anthony Richardson for the Colts, plus 700. Well, I mean, he's at least going to start uh, some games. So. Yeah. Uh, Gibbs, who we'll see tonight for the Lions, yeah. plus 900. Um, there. Um, yeah, I, I could totally see Robinson getting it, but mm-hmm. I think Flyers going to have a great year. Yeah. Uh, do you have defensive rookie of the year? Yeah, I have the defensive rookie of the year. Currently, uh, Will Anderson, uh, plays for the Texans. He's mm-hmm. plus 430 to win it. So I went against the grain, uh, here and I got Emmanuel Forbes from the commanders. He's the cornerback. Gotcha. There, but I'd also see. I love to see Devin Witherspoon. Oh yeah, of course. You win would. it from Seattle. That would require the Seahawks to be decent. So I'm sure you don't like that. I mean, the Jets won offensive and defensive rookie of the year last year, and they were seven That's and ten. True. That's true. So, um, offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Uh, currently, Jamar Chase, the receiver from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. plus eleven hundred. Justin Jefferson. Won it last year, second, plus 1,400. Uh, but I got uh, Tyreek Hill. I got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I think third. a full year out with the 49ers would lead him to get some hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, shocked at that, but maybe long dark horse, Justin Fields, yeah. plus 2,800. There you go. If I think they're going all the way to the Super Bowl, he's going to have to have yeah. the year. Unless Nate Peterman's the man I'm hoping <laughs> that he is. Maybe. Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, I have a TJ Watt for the Steelers. Being healthy, mm. um, Micah Parsons is the favorite, but I went TJ Watt. I went Micah Parsons. Yeah, He's just a beast. What I want to see, and you have you have the odds in front of you, Travis, Chase Young. Ooh, Chase Young, I'm going to have to. Before he got injured, he was a, he was a beast for the, the Commanders. Ooh, plus 10,000. I mean, there's some entertainment for you. Wow. Pretty good. I mean, he was he he was going to be That's it. a dark horse. At least last year or a couple of years ago. Yeah. I can't remember when it was. I think it was two years ago because he got injured last year. And he missed significant time. That's a long, that's a long shot. It is. It is. All right. Comeback player of the year. Does this really need to – I think we'll probably be in agreement on this, won't we? Yeah, I would presume it would be the uh, favorite who's the only person that's even in the minus category here for the awards. Demar Hamlin. Yeah. It, it, it can't be anyone else besides him. Yeah, he's minus 350 to win it. You could give him the award today. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what Just they're the doing. Just the fact that he he's back made, on the field. made a team – yeah. He made the 53-man roster mm-hmm. less than a year. 
Right. You you got to give him that award. Mm-hmm. Yep, man. That's that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. It's a slam dunk. A hundred percent. It doesn't matter if he doesn't play. He could play zero downs, Travis, and he gets that award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Coach. Coach of the year. Well, you're going to love this if you got the Bears all the way in the Super Bowl. So, uh, Eberflus. Eberflus. Mm-hmm. See, great minds kind of think alike. I went to the North as well, but I got Dan Campbell. Yeah, he's the favorite. I mean, if the Lions – I have the Lions making the playoffs and winning the NFC North, I think he's got to be up for Coach of the Year. Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton is uh, second right uh, now, and if I think that the uh, Broncos are going to make the postseason, he would be in contention as well. Yeah. Uh, Robert Sala also has the same uh, odds, well, plus yeah, 1,600. The Jets are never losing again. But, I mean, I would think that the coach of the year, you know, with – I mean, Dan Campbell, there is some – uh, expectations on the Lions, but I mean, Eberflus would come out of nowhere. Right. Uh, Coach Dable, he won it last mm-hmm. year, and the Giants kind of came out of nowhere. So yeah. I wouldn't think that, you know, Sala would get it because, I mean, there's a lot of hype on the Jets. So right. they're expected to do good things. So I don't think you should win Coach of the Year when you shouldn't you're expected Coach to be good. Expect- yeah. Yeah. So. And when you were, you made the accusation. Acquisitions that the Jets did, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you should be good. That yeah. has nothing to do with the coach, right? Yeah, and I would also look at a dark horse and uh, Frank Wright. If I'm gonna have the Panthers be the three seed, um, he would be a contender. I agree on his show. Say Mike Tomlin. Well, yeah, he also picked the Steelers to win the division. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but then he said Mike Tomlin has never won Coach of the Year. Which that yeah. surprises me because they've never had a losing record under him. No. You would think that at some point along the way, he would have at least won one out of process of elimination. Nope. nope. Never happened. Alrighty. Never happened. Hmm. All right. Now we're officially all set. There we go. We're officially, officially a set for the kickoff of the season tonight. So uh, buckle in for hopefully a, another a great year of NFL football all right and we are out of here for the day and we'll be back for you on a football friday we'll get you set for the high school season week number three taking a look at all those matchups on the way and we'll take a look at Illini football as well as they prepare for kansas we're going to lawrence that's where kansas is right that's where they play we'll figure it out thanks for listening and thanks for downloading and we will talk to you tomorrow have a great opening night everyone peace